Hello everyone, welcome back to the podcast. How are you this week? What has been going on? This week I think has been very stressful and I'm not really sure why. I think everything is just going crazy and maybe it's time for a break, who knows? (laughs) Maybe I'll take a wee break at Easter but who knows, no time for that. But Anyway, enough about that. Today we're going to talk about a super interesting topic, one that is really related to my PhD and is maybe a overall aim of my PhD, which is refined sugar and weight gain. I think it's something that a lot of people will relate to or are interested in as well. I mean, my PhD is looking at refined sugar addiction and whether or not that is a phenomenon that may be accurate or not is the overall arching aim of my PhD but mainly the reason why we're doing that research is to try and understand whether or not refined sugar is addictive and whether or not that's causing the obesity epidemic, whether that is helping create the obesity epidemic or general high rates of overweight and obesity. And this is so important. I mean, if you listen to these podcasts, you know why this is so important. But overweight and obesity have been shown to be hugely linked to a multitude of different chronic diseases like type 2 diabetes, uh, heart disease, the list goes on and on. So that is what I'm dedicating my life and my research to, is trying to figure out whether or not refined sugar, we know refined sugar is not good for us, we know that, but is it a little bit more than that? Is it actually something we cannot physically stop ourselves from eating? And why might that be? Is it an actually addiction? Is it seriously causing different biological, physiological changes in the brain? all of these things it's very very interesting but the overarching thing is really the correlation between refined sugar and weight gain slash overweight and obesity so if you are someone who consumes a lot of refined sugar or if you are someone who struggles with overweight or obesity this may be something to think about also just even if you are healthy weight I would recommend thinking a little bit about refined sugar in your diet and your relationship with it really interesting to do that just even just to evaluate and not change anything but let's get started into it so what is refined sugar so what actually is this that I'm talking about so we have a couple different types of sugar and there'll be a couple different names for them as well so refined sugar is basically another word for free sugars and the government calls these free sugars or you might hear added sugar and these basically just mean sugar that is added during manufacturing or even to foods at home or just in general you're adding sugar to food and mainly the the issue with refined sugar is getting added in the manufacturing process so things like highly processed foods or what else we got we got even just crisps and cakes or ready meals loads of different things have added sugar even in small amounts or large amounts refined sugar is in pretty much most packaged foods that you can find and they also come in a variety of different names as well and I think maybe they tried to trick you with that but also sugar does come in in quite a few different forms but you'll also hear natural sugars as well 
and natural sugars are things like so the sugars in milk so there's a sugar in milk called lactose and uh, that doesn't count neither does like sugar from fruit so the natural sugars in fruit as well as things like vegetables and all of that so really important to know the differentiation between refined sugars and natural sugars really really important because naturally occurring sugar is really good for us because it also contains lots of fiber and nutrients and that helps slow down the digestion process of sugar which I'll go on to talk about in a second where refined sugar is usually associated with a lack of nutrients a lack of fiber and it has a different impact on the body which may actually be causing weight gain regardless of calories consumed so We'll go into that. So what influence does refined sugar have on the body? So what actually happens when we ref- when we eat refined sugar, when we consume it? What goes on in the body after that? And it's really important as well because if you're having this in one instance or over a chronic period of time, so if this is something you eat every day or even just quite a lot on one day or just over a long period of time, this is really important. So when we consume refined sugar, like I was saying in, say, let's talk about a Mars bar, there's a lot of sugar in a Mars bar and probably quite a bit of saturated fat as well and very little nutrients. And yeah, we don't consume Mars bars for their nutrients, do we? But they are very, very poor nutrient uh, quality. So it's really important that we differentiate that between, say, a piece of fruit. So let's go with an apple. So we're going to go with an apple and a Mars bar. You'll probably hear people say that fruit's high in sugar, and we'll talk about that as well. But, so, let's talk about the Mars bar. So, what happens when we have a Mars bar? So, obviously, a Mars bar is created by, like, a bunch of different things. It isn't just sugar. But if we're focusing on the sugar here, what is going on is we consume the Mars bar. We chew it, obviously, it goes through the digestion process, which starts in the mouth. And then as it comes through, the body produces insulin to combat that really high sugar spike that you get from refined sugar. Because refined sugar is highly processed and in a very, what's the word, rich format, so there's a lot of it in one go, you're going to spike your insulin levels. Insulin is a hormone that has a bunch of different functions, but one of its functions is to bring uh, sugar, blood sugar, down to normal levels. So that is what insulin is doing. It's coming really, really high all of a sudden because you've consumed refined sugar and insulin will be spiked after any meal. But the level of spike and also how your body deals with that sugar or how your body deals with that meal is very different depending on what you've actually eaten. So insulin goes really nice and nice, definitely not nice, goes really, really high and insulin goes high because we're trying to bring that sugar down. So once that happens, basically our bodies are trying to figure out what to do with all this excess sugar in the bloodstream. And if we have excess sugar in the bloodstream for too long, this can be really problematic for our health. So this is why insulin goes crazy and tries to bring it all back down. So basically what happens here is insulin signals to fat storage. So insulin takes the sugar and basically creates this environment where fat is stored so it takes the sugar and it converts it into fat where it's then stored in the muscle or the liver and after that it can then go and kind of be stored in other areas like in the abdomen in the legs 
wherever the heck it wants to go because we can store fat pretty much anywhere. Obviously, there's a little bit more areas that are influenced by this or not, but there is a limit as well to how much fat our liver and muscles can store. And it's also not optimal. We don't want the sugar to be in, well, basically the sugar can be stored in the liver and the muscles in a form of glycogen and that is stored that can be used later but with this fat because of this such high insulin our bodies reach a point where it can no longer store it and it ends up just again gaining fat gaining weight that type of thing so because of that process that happens over time of course if we're having refined sugar once every year it's going to have very little difference on you as a overall well-being as well as your weight gain but if this is something that is regular it can actually have an effect on the way we metabolize fat as well it's sometimes the insulin also stores that fat to be stored and not utilized as fuel so sugar is our number one fuel source so when it comes to say if you were going to go sprint down the hallway our bodies would likely use well creatine phosphate and then it would go on to use glucose and glucose is the sugar that is stored in that format as well as glycogen and after that our bodies then go to fat to be used as fuel and fat is not the most optimal storage storage is the most optimal fuel, fuel source because it takes a little bit longer to be converted into glucose but our bodies are very capable of utilizing fat for fuel but insulin when it keeps being spiked is actually signaling to fat to keep it in the storage and not use it as uh, fuel so it's really important to understand that refined sugar spikes our insulin that helps the fat store in our body get higher which is obviously not a good thing and also there's other in, like there's other issues that are that come from this as well like insulin resistance and because of this repeated refined sugar consumption and when our insulin is keep going up coming back down keep going up coming back down our bodies find that quite difficult to cope with over the long term and it can create something called insulin resistance which I've talked about before on the podcast but basically this means that the body finds it very difficult to respond to insulin in the way that it should and it isn't sensitive to the insulin that is produced so this can end up causing insulin resistance and therefore obesity type 2 diabetes all of these different things so it can be quite problematic over the long run having refined sugar regularly in a way that is not just going to help with weight gain but it's also going to create things like insulin resistance type 2 diabetes heart disease all of these things as well and of course refined sugar consumption as well is also correlated with other unhealthy lifestyle habits like sedentary lifestyles or high stress or you know loads of different other complicated issues so obviously if you have like really good exercise routine as well as like good sleep, good stress management, you just happen to eat a lot of refined sugar, maybe this wouldn't have as much impact on you as someone who was obviously sedentary or had other unhealthy lifestyle habits. But in general, eating a lot of refined sugar is a bad idea and is something that we shouldn't really be doing at all for health or well-being. 
Of course, moderation is important and it is something that we want to be careful of as to, you know, eating disorders or eating in a way that's very restrictive. That can be have the opposite effect and really cause disordered eating, mental illness, all of that stuff as well. So we do have to be careful about what we say when it comes to refined sugar or how we go around refined sugar because, of course, what I'm trying to do is prove or create research that suggests that it is addictive so you might argue is refined sugar even able to be moderated so there's an issue there as well but I'm not sure it's so straightforward for everyone I think if you can evaluate your own relationship with sugar do you feel out of control around sugar I remember I definitely did when I ate sugar I was completely out of control with sugar I couldn't stop eating it wasn't something that I felt able to control in any way and I do think that some people are like that but some people also aren't like that which I find quite interesting and some people kind of more are towards fat than sugar or some people feel a little bit I don't know maybe a little bit more lenient towards other things than sugary foods or a bit more kind of binge eating behaviors towards that However, evaluate your relationship with sugar and see how, you know, you feel around it because I don't know if everyone feels the exact same, but that is something I will be looking at in my research. So, not to worry. (laughs) So, if to answer the overall question of the podcast, yes, it will, maybe, depending on who you are, but biologically help to lose, to lose weight, (laughs) to gain weight over the long term, regardless of calories regardless of how much or how little you eat especially if you're in a calorie surplus or eating more calories than you need you and you know a lot of refined sugar that is just a recipe for disaster when it comes to weight gain but even if you know you're eating a normal amount of calories or whatever and having a lot of refined sugar this may actually cause issues with weight gain regardless of calories which I think you know we're always in society preaching calories in versus calories out when I think the equation isn't quite as black and white as that but again that is a very black and white picture and it is an important picture it's not one that I'm completely disproving but when it comes to refined sugar and weight gain there is a huge correlation there and something we should be very wary of so if you are someone who you know struggles with weight I would suggest that one of the first things you do is evaluate your refined sugar consumption because even if you know it isn't about weight loss or weight gain or whatever I think it's really important as a, an individual who wants to be healthier to look at their refined sugar consumption. Uh, we know how terrible refined sugar is for our health, for our bodies, for our teeth, for absolutely everything, particularly type 2 diabetes, particularly obesity. And these are one of the main leading causes of death worldwide. So we really need to be careful, of course, with heart disease, they link in together. Type 2 diabetes and obesity are both risk factors for heart disease. So they all link together and it's really important that we evaluate that as well because if refined sugar is addictive and we you know we may be eating addictive substance in a way that we didn't realize before but that again is not proven there's not enough research to say that definitively as of yet but i would suggest that you evaluate your relationship with refined sugar your relationship with food in general not in a way that should change anything or you know 
cut anything out, restrict anything in any way. But I always think it's an important thing to do to evaluate your relationship with food, evaluate what is going on. I mean, for me, I can definitely go into a state of subconscious comfort eating and I don't know if anyone understands what I mean by that. But when I'm stressed, I think I struggle to feel the emotion of stress, but my body is feeling stressed and I can't identify it. There's something that goes on there and I tend to eat more for some reason when I feel stressed and I don't even know that I'm doing it. So I think for me, it's really important to evaluate what's going on for me right now and why am I eating to, you know, eating this thing so quickly or, you know, like I can't stop eating this for some reason, even though I'm not, even though I'm full. You know, I think trying to evaluate and stuff like that is really important, not just for health, but for overall mental wellness and reflection on your habits and your body and the way your body is functioning or even the way your brain is functioning or telling you to do. Because we do know that that food in general, like even refined sugar, can be addictive. And we know that, you know, there's loads of issues around that, especially around comfort eating, around stress, around anxiety, depression and comfort eating to alleviate that. We do know that there is a correlation between eating food and reducing stress in the physical brain, you know, in your biological brain actually helps reduce stress. So it's really important that we do evaluate that relationship for ourselves, whether that is particularly with sugar or particularly with fat or just food in general. I task you this week with just thinking about that, thinking about your relationship with sugar, with food, in a way that is just reflective, not necessarily to make any changes. But I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. Obviously, these episodes are my favourite because we're talking about something I research every single day, which I absolutely love talking about. But I do think that uh, this topic is really, really important, hence the PhD. But please do evaluate or even just have a little think about it or even just be more present around the food that you're eating. So if you are eating food in that moment, just think about the food. How is it making you feel? Are you feeling full? Like, do you enjoy the food? Try and be more present when you're eating for mental health, for mindfulness, as well as overall physical health too. So there's a lot of research in there as well that suggests that being more present when you eat or even, you know, stop watching TV when you're eating, stuff like that to help you more present and evaluate how the food is making you feel. Allow your body time to communicate with you in a way that is supportive for your health and your mental health. But I hope you enjoyed the podcast episode and yeah, amazing i hope you guys have a wonderful weekend a wonderful week next week before i chat to you all again on sunday today is friday again so i'm doing podcast a bit later which is fine by me but uh yeah so you'll be seeing this on sunday i hope you have a wonderful wonderful week and i really hope you enjoyed the podcast episode please do like share comment whatever you feel compelled to do also remember that i am offering nutrition advice personalized nutrition advice and you can send me an email or even just reach out to me on instagram wherever you have me and you can ask about that service because i provide that service online and it is a really really great way to see where you are right now in your nutrition and how you can make small really easy changes to make big differences so if you are interested in that give me a shout, give me a message and we can take it from there, get a free 15 minute consultation. All the information is down below. But apart from that, 
get in contact anyway if you want to chat about the podcast or if you have any ideas for the podcast. I really hope you enjoyed this episode and I will speak to you all next week. Bye.